I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner. It's Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily. I'm with Gareth. Good morning. Hi. Hello. I'm just. And we're with oh, Sandy. God, that, was, that sounded really loud then. It was like someone had put a knitting needle in my ear. <laughs> you know when you get that like a ball of wax that's hardened in the midst of the sort of the looser stuff, and the only way to get it is is, is the knitting needle. It was like that moment. That's the tone of my voice. Sorry, yeah, okay. that's what boyfriends have to put up with. I was going to say, um, Sandy Mason's here as well. Sandy Mason is here. My yeah. girlfriend's mom. Um, she's uh, she's de- she's not dead. I mean, it's, we said it then as if you could feel a vibration. And I believe Sandy Mason is here. Uh, no, it's uh, she is here. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. Yes, she's uh, here, and um, we've got um, we've got uh, the guests lined up. We've got uh, Henning Vane. He's mm. on the show today. He's German. Mm. He's German, yeah. That's yeah. quite slow, isn't it? That what? was quite slow. They should do a doo-wop version of that, I think. Of Deutschland über alles. Well, had they have won the war and gone on to America and mm. taken over, the 50s doo-wop would just be emerging. I, I, there would have been one of those, yeah. Mm. But um, the Bobby Socks would have been replaced by the Jack Boot. Is that what you really want? I don't think so. I'm just um, looking in the paper here. At, yeah. um, there's an advert which has intrigued me. It says, I can make you thin. Oh, thank and, you very much. Uh, yes, and it's it's uh, Paul McKenna. Oh. I find a fascinating character. I've known him since his days when he used to be a DJ at Radio Top Shop. Well, <laughs> you're feeling like you might like to buy a top. Yeah, he honestly, he used to be one of those, you know, in, I don't know if they still do it in time. A top jock. Yeah, he used, to, he used to sit in Top Shop and say, and by the way, there's a orange t-shirt on the third floor <laughs> you just gotta take a look at it's like that <laughs> you're gonna fa- want to buy it on three one two three <laughs> <laughs> so that would it be, be a great mm. salesman i suppose yeah. he is a salesman I, I, anyway i know him but well he's now a, he's a, a nice hypnotist chap. if you believe that hypnotism exists but that's another story you think Does it might not exist yeah i've seen people do it it's not, it's, it's not yeah, true it doesn't yeah. exist if he's seen people do it it's gotta oh yeah better. okay sorry um, anyway so go I, on I find I, Emily. I don't know if something has happened between us, but I find your your voice this morning is so loud. It's actually uh, there's a little bit of blood on both my nostrils. Well, I won't speak for the rest no, of the I show. Just think you're up too loud. That's what I'm saying. The producer's just looking at me. And I'll say, oh yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> anyway, it says I can make you thin. It's got thin in in big letters with like sparklers on because mm. as if thin is everything we want to be. And then it says live weight loss event. Mm. Like wow. people will turn up and think, oh, I'll watch this. Wait, what, what's she going to lose? Half a stone? I'll settle myself down in this chair and see it happen. Yeah, I would want to weigh myself on the way in and the way out, and I'd want my money back if I hadn't lost some weight well, live. I think, I, I think you have to be up on it. stage. I don't think it's going to be everyone in the oh. audience. I think you just hypnotise you. You lose half a stone when oh. you come round. But it says was this event was two hundred and fifty pounds. Now ninety nine pounds. Even the price has lost weight. But also ninety nine quid. For someone to say, don't eat, that seems quite... He probably does a bit more than that. He doesn't really. I've, I've heard a bit of what he does. And he can't, you can't say <laughs> that. We can't suggest that he's anything other than brilliant, I'll tell you. And also, it says at the bottom, 
it says individual results may vary. Oh, OK. Mm. That's a bit of a cover-all, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to start using that on my posters. Frank Skinner live tonight. Mm. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Individual results <laughs> may vary. <laughs> That's fair enough. Anyway, if you want to go and see, I think we should plug him after we've uh, after Emily suggested that he doesn't it doesn't work in a very loud voice. No, I, I think it could work. It says, "Spend the day with me and change the way you think about food forever." Mm. Hold on a minute. Have you been with Paul McKenna recently? Because I think he might have hypnotised you into plugging his show on oh, the radio. No, I, I wonder what he was doing with that uh, pocket watch. <laughs> I thought, yeah, no, okay, it's, it's very equally weighted. Why, why, why go? Why have to prove that? But um, yeah, he's a fantastic bloke. I've got to say, brilliant. I love him. He's the best. <laughs> Absolute radio. Um, if you want to text us, by the way, text us on eight twelve fifteen. Last week, I think was our best yeah. texting day. You know, this, I felt like a wall had broken, and the. All the best listeners had come through, had gushed through like fluid. Like the Berlin Wall had come down, and mm. suddenly you could see, well, you both see parts of Germany. The oh, thing and is, in today. Yes, it's a fabulous thing. Perfect. There's well a job done. for you on Radio Top Shop. I think the wall's broken down. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I had liquid coming through my wall, and then you made it the, the wall. See, you took my wall, you put it on land. Yeah. So, what you did, you wrecked my analogy. Sorry. I hate that. <laughs> analogy wrecker. Yeah, typical you. <laughs> you're, you're the Ashley Cole of analogies. <laughs> anyway, huh. we've had some texts, haven't we? We have. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got good morning. Re Frank's propensity to sing new words to the oh, we should have just been good morning. That would have been a brilliant good morning. text. Well, what morning is it? It can be. That's the morning! Oh, yes, that's right. Ree Frank's propensity to sing new words to the Morrissey Smith song. Has he heard the acoustic version, Girlfriend in a Coma, Unplugged? Very <laughs> good. Oh. Very good. I do sing that all the time. It's taken over. There's only about six songs I sing, and mm. I sing little bits of them all the time. But that one, it, it haunts me. Mm. I mean, it you love that one. That's yeah. from Pete in South Yorkshire, isn't that? Silly Paul McKenna, I know, I know, it's... See? see? Yeah. I can't get him out of my head, that But results guy. may vary, you have to tag on to results the end of Results may vary, and yeah. then some, it says in brackets. We've also had a text in... Results may vary, fat, so, it says. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, From Simon, oh. saying, Dear Frank, Gareth and Emily, yesterday I listened to 13 of the podcasts back-to-back. How many? Wow. 13. Oh, my God. Back-to-back, back, yeah. We don't advise that, do we? No. If there's any children listening, don't listen to 13 of the podcasts back-to-back. Well, he does say, I think I've been overexposed. This morning my wife mentioned in passing, we've got apples, and I found myself singing loudly. We got apples, we got old pig apples. <laughs> she I now wants to know what's wrong with me. I love it when people join in. It's the <laughs> best thing. Well, thanks for that. But I said, that is, I don't think I could listen to it. In fact, I've, I heard myself the other day. I never listen to the show because I'm here when it happens. And um, <laughs> somebody sent like a sort of an advert thing with some extracts from the show. And I listened to it. You know, I've got to say, I laughed my head off. <laughs> Did you? Oh, man, it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Not every day, as well as, as some of you are probably saying as I speak. But um, <laughs> God, the extracts! If I, I, I advise base the extracts, <laughs> that's the way forward. We're at our best when we're anthal- an- anthologised. We are really with extracts are funny. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Quite good. 
Some results may vary. So um, <laughs> the three of us got to hang out a bit this week, didn't we? Midweek, yeah. which is rather controversial. Yeah, we, well, I mean, we, have, our, we have our social We moments. have our moments, but let's not talk about those. I came down to see Frank's show being recorded... He doesn't like to talk too much about the show on, on the radio show, do you? No, it's... It's, it's, it's a bit like yes. your charity work. You like to keep it private. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep it so... I actually... I'm at 11 now. I keep it so private, I don't do any. <laughs> I do anti-charity work. I actually ran the London Marathon, sponsored by no one. <laughs> Just to say, that's it now with the charity. Enough is enough. You've had your money. Now go away. And Gareth was down there as well, weren't you? Mm. Yes. Gareth is my warm-up man for the TV show, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. I can exclusively reveal that he doesn't like his dressing room very much. I love the way you said exclusively. Yeah, I said exclusively. <laughs> I loved it. Exclusively. <laughs> I'm going to get that sampled and use it as a jingle. I've got my <laughs> mouth full of Haribos. Um, he doesn't like... God, I thought she was going to say Haribos. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think his dressing room was very nice. Is that right? Yeah. That's the first I've heard of that. Yeah. No, I don't. Well, you, how would, how would you describe the decor, Emily? I'm, um... Uh, reminded of me of a basement in a certain part of the world, maybe. Yeah, yeah. A basement a in a certain yeah. part of the world. You'd make a great estate agent. <laughs> Very vague. Well, 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 we'll talk more about your... Uh, I, I didn't know that uh, Gareth, mm. who I thought I was doing a favour, yeah. had suddenly got hoity-toity. <laughs> These people. Absolute radio. So you're saying about your... Uh, yeah, your my, um, my dressing room is a bit like a cell in Guantanamo Bay. But it's, you know, nice. And um, we had a new green room this week. This, when I met this guy, <laughs> he was living in a YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> He's still living in that, Frank, it's to be fair. Day at the you YMCA. give him a radio show, and the next thing you know, oh, I'm not happy with my dressing room. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, like, work, it's, what, it's like when I did the Royal Variety performance with Shirley Bassey. <laughs> like Julie Goodyear. She, she, she went into the dressing room and said, I smell paint. <laughs> and, uh, and left, left the building. <laughs> They have to paint the dressing room six weeks before Dame Shirley arrives because if it's more than six weeks, the place has already started to get shabby. And if it's oh. less than six weeks, the, the, the smell of paint gets on her chest and she doesn't sing mm. so well. Oh, I'll remember that. Yeah, a little bit that, of a warning. That's going on my poster, like doing the Royal Variety Show with Shirley Bassey. I think you should. That's a great quote. Yeah. Um, but we had a new green room this week. I didn't paint that. Oh, right. Oh, it was nice that your green yeah, room, Frank. Green oh, God, room. listen to him now, hobnobbing <laughs> with their the, television. Oh, can I just say... Congratulations on the canapes. Very nice <laughs> selection. Thank I was pleasantly much. surprised. No I, offense. I was up all night doing those. <laughs> I thought it might have a bit of a Scotch egg vibe, just because of the Birmingham and things like that. Well, you know. at 3.15 in the morning, I took the top off a jar, no Angelica. And imagine, <laughs> imagine my horror. But it was too late then. We had to, we had to make do amend. I, I tried a glassy eye cherry, but <laughs> can you imagine? It was ridiculous. I was flitting between your green room and another's green room, though. Yes. I, I felt a bit like I was cheating on you. Yes. I, I, the Jonathan Ross uh, show has the, uh, the the next door green yeah. room. So, obviously... Never heard of it. Yeah, there's, bit, there's all these big stars knocking There's only there, Russell so. Crowe, for goodness sake. No, it's, it's like being in the Gamekeeper's Lodge <laughs> next to the Manor House. You know what I mean? We're, we really are the poor relations, but I, I don't care. No, I flitted between the two, because yes. he is one of my closest international friends, so I had to show my face. Yes. Um, and I got to meet Dizzy Rascal. Oh, he's such a rascal! I loved him! <laughs> what, what, does, um, what does one call Dizzy Rascal when you chat to him? Well, you, go, you do what Paxman does. You say, Mr. A rascal? No, no, I didn't. I went, all right, dizzy. He went, oh, all right, darling. Oh, I made my day. 
I really quite fancied him. More than Vince Cable, even. What was he... Um, <laughs> wow. I like the idea of having a first name that's an adjective. Yeah. Oh, hold on, I already have. What was he... Um, <laughs> what, was he what was he wearing? Uh, the article? Oh, he changed. Because he's just a rascal. He'd be the rascal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you're listening, Dizzy. He won't be up yet, will he? He might oh, be on his no. way home. No. On his way home from some crazy party. He's currently single. I'm just saying. Um, he changed into a little sort of like t shirt and, you know, nice trainer's outfit out of well, his he smart cha- suit. He changed afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I was thinking um, that I could, uh, I could adopt, because words is my business in many mm. ways. I, I could move it. There was a time I was obsessed with hip hop. I never listened to anything else for about a year and a half. And I thought I so actually. Then it passed, did it? I actually it passed. All oh, right, so there's hope for the fall. <laughs> oh my oh. God! It's the dressing room. It's the music. You make me sick. And you make me thin. Sorry, so I've got a little frame photo of Paul McKenna on there. Results the may vary. Yes. Um, Results made hairy. This was one of the things, which is one, one terrible side effect. That's oh, can true. we talk about what happened with my bra? Oh, I, so I was thinking of becoming <laughs> oh, a... Uh, I'm going to change the subject. I, okay. I was thinking of becoming a, a, a rapper along those sort of lines for a while. I actually tired of the idea. I thought I could do sort of, you know, comedy type. I mean, a middle-aged white man rapping is just about as bad as it gets. But I, I thought... Eminem? I, it, I, was, <laughs> I was slightly inspired by Dizzy Rascal. And I thought I'd call myself the very great scoundrel. <gasps> very good. good I like it. And then come on and rap about. I mean, this show—it's in, in a way—it's an enormous rap, isn't it? The whole <laughs> yeah. show. I'm not saying anyone who's listening at home smoking an enormous rap. <laughs> Just stay away from me. I'm trying to lose weight, for God's sake. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Now, Frank and Gareth, do you remember... Oh, Frank and Gareth, I'm glad you got the billing right for a change. (laughs) Do you remember last week we were talking about reasons why you might have been famous at your school? Yes. And so our lovely listeners have texted in during the week um, about some some of these reasons. I love the fact that they've carried on texting, yeah, that's brilliant. They love us. So Steve at the Village Bakery. So far as to say that they love her. Steve at the Village Bakery. Steve at the Village Bakery. One of my regulars. Yeah. (laughs) Frank. What can smell the yeast? (laughs) (laughs) My, I've got candida. I was famous at school for being run over by a car at the school gates after running out of school to collect our football, which had been kicked over the fence by some much bigger kids. You know, we were always told when we ran into the road to get the football that we'd get run over. I've never, ever heard of it happening to anyone. I just thought, no, you just, you know, you're more aware than that, but that just gets the show. Yeah. We read that last week because I read it and I said, oh, I got run over and you said, don't bring yourself into it. I remember it very clearly. <laughs> I don't think I said it in that gruff voice, did I? <laughs> well, I'm sorry if I was gruff with you. <laughs> um, That's the dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all my started to- now. My tone of voice. <laughs> and now he's criticising us, suggesting we're repeating our material. Yeah, exactly. Well, not exactly our material. Any, any, any other famous at school? Yeah. Um, hi, Frank. My 15 minutes of fame at school was that I was known as the Purcell Boy. I did a commercial that ran for more than a year. Well, that's proper fame. That yeah. Mm. I remember this commercial. He said it, um, he was playing football where he'd overheaded kick into the goal after being hacked down by one of the opposition, so ended up covered in mud from head to toe on both sides. And then, miraculously, my kit was pure white again. Ray from Morden. I remember him. I like quite cute. You, I like that you said that he over, overheaded kicked. Cause that, <laughs> that's quite he clever. Overhe- <laughs> you, put the, you put the past tense 
suffix in the middle of instead of overhead kicked, he overheaded yeah. kicked. That's, I, I love that. Oh, I'm going to write that down. Completely unintentional. You passed me my uh, quill. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've switched nowadays. I write everything with a with a quill. Because what I find is in the warmer months, if you write with a with a quill, and I, I mean mine is quite heavily plumed, that while you're writing, if you write in say at 900 words, you also keep yourself quite cool with oh. the swishing of the mm. of the feather. Mm. You, you you don't get that with a ballpoint. Mm. Well, I'm allergic to feathers. Are you? Yeah. Um, Nick God. and Worthing. Thank God you're not a bird of prey. <laughs> Life would be nightmarish. No, I, I thank God every day for that. And playing footy. You are a bird of prey. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> he went with oh, me I then. He's it. trying to get back in my good books. Yeah. Yeah. You know when someone says something that's slight, slightly... It. Like I did it with... Um, I said to Emily this morning that she, that she, she looked a bit tired when she came in. Yeah, she didn't and he was rude well. about me. She didn't take it. Well, I wasn't rude. I just said you looked a bit tired. You yeah. said you hadn't slept. I, I, uh, um, <laughs> and then after I started telling her how very, very beautiful she was. You know when people... You took it too far. People overcompensate. <laughs> yeah, it yes. went too far. I recognise it in myself. Gareth. Um, Nick in Worthing, West Sussex, says, playing football in the playground and went for a left foot pile driver. My artificial leg flew off. I hopped after it and would have been quite happy to put it back on, but the teachers got to me first. I was brandy chaired to the staff room and given a cup of water and a sugar lump. Brandy chaired? Brandy chaired? Yeah, I don't know that. Have you read that correctly? I think brand, ban, bandy chaired. Is that a thing? You, uh, no, I don't think you, you can't just take letters out and see if you can make it work. It's not some sort of puzzle. It's, it's no, it the English say, language. It does say bandy chaired. Yeah, it does say bandy chaired. B- bandy mm. chaired. Is that when they lift you up and they put a, an arm under each knee joint and carry you up when they carry footballers off the pitch? I don't know, but it doesn't sound like the sort of thing I would have got involved in, to be honest. Well, I'll tell you what, he, but comically, that was very well put together, that email, because he didn't mention the artificial leg until after the pile driver, so yeah, it was a complete right. surprise. Mm. If it, it started, I've got an artificial leg, as soon as football, well, we know what's going to happen here. The legs mm. are yeah. right now. He held it back. Yeah, like... Um, <laughs> and what was? What did they Adam give him? McCartney with the wedding. <laughs> no. That's so he go. Oh, um, I wish you hadn't said that. See, you why? give people a break in this business. <laughs> Honestly, I wish you would give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what, I like to end on a high before mm. we go into the adverts. Because... Uh, in cases we take in the car, well, it's, that might be. I don't, I don't like to get over it. I like to be in the right mood for it. But I'm going to leave it on this slightly awkward. Oh moment. no! Yeah, I am. That's where I'm going to leave it. Here come the adverts. Good luck to them, I say. In this atmosphere. Absolute radio. Florence and the Machine. Dog days are over. I remember realizing that dog days. Are over. When I first left home, I uh, I was sitting in my horrible bedsit in uh, in. Uh, Harbourne in Birmingham and uh, I saw something glinting under the chair and I thought what is that and I went over and it was a piece of bacon fat (gasps) and I realised I'd never lived in a house before without a dog so when I ripped my uh, the fatty bit I just chucked it over my shoulder (laughs) when I grew up that that bacon fat would not have hit the floor the dog would have plucked it out the air like a frisbee he liked his bacon shirt yeah and I did uh, I realised that dog days were indeed over (laughs) Anyway, little poignant moment there. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. Um, well, there was a thing I on love the paper a bacon this week. fat anecdote <laughs> yeah. based mm. on loss. I think that's a good formula. <laughs> Sorry, um, there was um, a newspaper article this week saying that um, lots of people believe in old wives' tales. Uh, old wives' tale. Old wives' tales. You're going to sample <laughs> this uh, <laughs> article. <laughs> 
<laughs> by the way, I was told by the producer, can you remind everyone who you are? What really? About that? What about that for a dig? Ah. <laughs> so this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth joining in. I've never been so insulted. Carry on. Um, 69% of people believe um, in old wives' tales and 72% pass them on to their children. Oh, wow. Yeah, how do we define an old wives' tale, would you say? It's not, it's, like, it's not like a proverb, is it? It's, no. It's, it's actual, like, it's, it's a bit like science. Yeah. It's things like, oh, don't have, don't swallow chewing gum or your insides will stick together. Yes. Now, I was told that and I still yeah. have never swallowed yours chewing did. gum. yours did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's actually that's a good point. I never did swallow chewing gum. Just thinking about it was enough. I thought it would be quite a good thing for your organs to be all intact, stop them rattling around. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but not if they get gunged up. But you know, oh, I, yeah. I honestly never have swallowed chewing gum because of really? that. Really? Yeah. In fact, that old wives' tale has, has put all those little black shadows on pavements all over Britain because people spit out their chewing gum Ooh. rather than swallowing. So that's an old wives' tale. Yeah. Basically, it destroyed society on one level. <laughs> mm. They need to be careful, these old wives. They don't think it through. They're responsible. Don't sit too close to the telly, I used to get told as well. Oh, yeah. you go blind or something. It'll affect you. And also, they used to say, don't, don't have the telly <laughs> raised, because if you look up at the telly, it's really? very bad for your eyesight. But they only said that when we watched His Wars. They never said that when the Railway Children or something <laughs> nice was on, like a BBC drama. We never, we never watched I don't know if we had the BBC on ours. <laughs> mm. And there's lots of them. There's lots of them where they say they're not true. So things like going outside with wet hair will give you a cold... That's not true. Is that not true? No. See, um, I, can't, I can't let them go, the old wives' tales. No. Most body heat is lost through the head. It's not true. Not if you live in Newcastle and you're a girl, it's not. <laughs> my my uh, mum my used to say, don't put hot tea bags in the bin or you'll set the bin on fire. <laughs> wow. That's just well, ridiculous. How hot were these tea bags? Well... <laughs> <laughs> they had to be kept uh, alongside a nuclear reactor. <laughs> okay. My parents said, don't put your Sobrani cocktail cigarettes in the bin, it'll set the bin on fire. So yeah. I said, OK, I'll use the ashtray. Oh, there you are. There you have the difference between us. <laughs> <laughs> we have a scale, a sort of a class scale with a Sobrani... I take it the cocktail cigarettes with the... With the the coloured ones. The pastel shade, yeah. They were the first ones no, I we're smoked. We're not talking about a black Russian, we're talking no. about the, uh, the pastel shades. No, my and nanny on, used to buy them for and me. And on the other side, not only a tea bag, but one of the... F I remember when tea bags came out this is how old i uh, i didn't know they, they were gay yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah what about that band the tea bags? oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, now a tea i remember the advert that said no teas in a bag it was quite <laughs> a big i couldn't believe it was in a bag but it, no flavor will come out oh god it's become a history lesson anyway text if you've got any old wives tales that you still stick by or have mm. let you down do text us this feels like a proper radio phoning doesn't it yeah mm. 8, 8, 12, 15 we're on. Just 8, 12. I think it's a weird... This is, I'm going to combine now, in a, in a bit of a flash of brilliance, the famous at school for a brief period thing mm. with the old wives' tale. <gasps> oh, love a hybrid. There was a kid wow. at our school called Fat Paul... Right, it was. This was in the days when there weren't many fat. Kids. I can make you thin. Yeah. Paul? Did he sing? Was he a really good opera singer by any chance? Um, no, it wasn't him. All oh, right. Uh, I think he went on to be a dictator of Cambodia. <laughs> so anyway, um, Fat Paul, right? And as I say, it was it was quite. It was a bit of a character. Then, if you were the fat kid at school, you got a certain amount of celebrity just for being the fat kid. But it also, he had a bad heart, and uh, this made him something of a hero. And mm. my mum, I remember, she said, oh, it's a, that poor lad. She's, she said, he's got what they call a, a fitty, fatty heart. <laughs> <laughs> she What's said, that's that what fat that people mean? get. They yeah. call it. So they were... 
you know, they, this they that my yeah. mum often quoted, um, the sort of they that said, oh, this is that rain that they say um, makes you wet. There's a certain type of very fine rain my mum would call the rain that makes you wet. Absolute radio. Magnificent. Talking heads, road to nowhere. I'll tell you what is magnificent. The amount of emails we've been getting in, yeah. or texts, I should say, on 8.12.15, regarding old wives' tales. OK, well, I, I've become fascinated by them now, because I think some are definitely true, aren't they? Well, I don't know about this one from Harry in Buckinghamshire. My mum used to say potatoes would grow behind your ears if you didn't wash them properly. God, I think my mum said yeah, that. Yeah, no, See, how did they spread? There was no internet then. What, how did these old wives have some sort of it was network? The oral tradition, Frank. Oh, the oral tradition. Yeah, they they love on... that, the old wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was a plumber. Wait, anyway, I don't have time for silly reminiscences. Um, this is um, no name, but phone number ending 570. I was told if I pick my nose, my head will cave in. Oh, yeah. That's another one I remember. They're looking at me like I'll go, oh, yeah. No one ever said that to me. <laughs> no one well, in your house. They just quoted Ibsen. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, I, I, this, I see there's a lot of wisdom in the people. The wisdom of the people. Yeah. Yes, and also with this, um, old, waves tell, old wives tell, don't play like with your belly... tales. <laughs> old wives tales. Um, don't play with your belly button or your bum will fall off. Of wisdom in the people. Hey, I don't, I, is that right? <laughs> no. Is that, is that how it's secured? <laughs> <laughs> Secure. I don't know. It's got the feeling as it of a screw head. There's an mm. element of a yeah, screw head or, or some sort of bolt about the about the navel. Got to yeah. be doing something, isn't Ooh, it? Got, that might be medically correct. I don't know. Cat in London says, "Hi Frank. My mum used to tell us that if we opened our Christmas presents before nine a.m., they would disappear." I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, is it? I'm sure that's not. I don't true. know unless they were like biscuits. It depends which area they lived in as well. What about? They left the door open. If they were bowls of cereal, that's what they got bought for. <laughs> <laughs> or vapor. One of those families that bought quite a lot of vapor for the kids <laughs> in 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 jars. <laughs> <laughs> or if we left some little hot toddy for Santa, that wouldn't last long in my house. No. Well, we'll say no more about that. Mm. Well, that's uh, tremendous news. Now, we've had a, also we've had some texts in s- saying, "What's this with Emily's bra?" Yeah, mm. they are. They're complaining because we haven't talked about it. Well, we haven't talked about Emily's bra this week. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's happening. Standards are dropping on this show. Can you believe we're Sony nominated? No, neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> so my bra. Mm. Well, what oh, happened? I'm on, I'm on easy already. Oh. Well, you were uneasy about oh, my bra. Oh, wait, sorry, one of the webcams has just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, when I was in Frank's green room... Yes. That's not a euphemism, by the way. That was just his green room. <laughs> no, can I say there's a lot of people in the green room? So it's a yeah. sort of where people gather after, after exactly. a show. Exactly. It wasn't a green room that just Frank and I were in. No, I with wouldn't the bra have, story. I, I wouldn't have liked that. And um, I had a T-shirt on, mm. and... Frank suddenly said, I'm finding it very difficult to look at you. And I said, why? Well, I always do. I just, I don't know why I brought it up <laughs> on that occasion. You're going to have to explain now, Frank. Well, there used to be a certain look that when I lived in, in Birmingham, certainly in the 70s, there was a certain look that girls would sometime adopt, particularly the sort of girls that went out with men that drove big motorbikes, is they would wear a white T-shirt with a black bra. Mm. And this, mm. this was the whole thing. So it was before, it was pre-Madonna, not, yeah. not pre-Madonna, it was pre-Madonna. Uh, so, you know, you didn't see many bras in those days. I didn't see a bra for um, until I was 24, oh. really. And um, I knew they were there. I saw mm. the outline. I never saw a bra. Mm. 
Anyway, then women started wearing it. So the black bra, white T-shirt thing was quite was quite a big thing. But, I mean, you can take that and you can take it too far. And we'll find out how far it was taken <laughs> after the... I can't remember something. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Gareth and with Emily, with Daisy on Teacup... <laughs> And uh, Emma is the producer. That's that entire radio family. Although we do have, we've got, you know, when the neighbour used to come round and just sit in the house and you'd think, oh, is she going to go? It's, I mean, I'm, I know she's lonely. Like in Fresh Fields, that sitcom. Well, I remember girl, that. My, my girlfriend's mum has come round. Yeah. Like Mrs. Weston used to come round our house. Mrs. West? Mrs. Mrs. Weston. Weston. No, no, I didn't live, <laughs> didn't live there. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, she, uh, she was allowed some respite. We used to let her sit for an hour, Rose. Anyway, so. Now, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Weston used to uh, used to come round our house, the old oh. pensioner from next door, and um, an Ernie, her husband, once. I mean, she came round once, and uh, she brought an alarm clock, and it was half full. The face of it, up to up, half up the face, was full of urine, and she said, "Oh, Ernie, Ernie dropped this in the uh, in the in the you know the the thing where in the bedroom. He dropped this. Do you think you can fix it?" And she put it on our kitchen table. <laughs> I mean, it was. You can imagine my distress. Oh. I used to take her a Sunday lunch round there for every 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 Sunday. Come to think of it, <laughs> and she used to be sitting at the table waiting yeah. for it to arrive, just holding a big spoon. Where, <laughs> where was the, the rest whole, of her cutlery? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if she had it. We were, you know, we were poor, but you know, we was happy. Mm. Anyway, that's enough from last of the summer wine. <laughs> anyway, my bra. Oh yeah, your bra. Go on then. So there's a fashion, isn't well, there? You were it's me. underwear as outerwear. That's my excuse, anyway, for looking okay. a little bit cheap. But um, I, I explained this to you, and you sort of said, "Well, I don't care. I find it very awkward to look at you." <laughs> well, it was awkward because when you have a female friend, it was you know an attractive woman, but a friend, and you're like my brother, Frank. Exactly. It's as if your sexuality has been decommissioned, as far oh. as I'm concerned. It's a bit like you're a bit like the IRA for me. You know, I'm, I, I only liaise with your political wing, but I don't speak in helium voice broadcasts no. but I, you know how i saw it though you know you were talking last week about opening the packet of crisps and letting everyone have 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 a bit of a free reign over it i saw the bra a little bit like that yeah but the trouble it was is, just like being a bit bountiful being look you know share and share alike yeah the trouble is it was i mean it was at best a half cop <laughs> and Frank. i i you know once it had been mentioned I, I, you know, you can feel your neck muscles going that you think, well, I can't look at the bra. I looked everywhere except the bra. I know. And then I said, look, just have a look. At one point I looked across at Gareth. He was just dragging his index finger against the wall, checking for dust. Frank! <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lee Matt was in there as well. Oh, yeah, I love did, Lee did Matt. He He's a friend treatment? of the show. Look, you're doing it now. You're adjusting. I just stopped. No, it. but the thing about Lee Matt is he just looks straight at it and then it's over and then yeah, you can move he's on. He's very straightforward. He's fair, I like Northern. that in him. Northern. I like that. But um, Lee invented a great game. Do you know that Noel Fielding of uh, The Mighty Boosh described Lee Mack as looking like a 1950s greengrocer? He does. He really, not only does he look like one, but he basically is one. <laughs> except he sells jokes instead of apples. That's quite brave of Noel Fielding to be discussing other people's eccentric appearance, though, don't you think? Well, I don't know. I like the crow man. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Mack um, invented a game called he said he played it before he did admit that but it was called horse or plate and essentially what well, i mean i just horse saw or plate yeah well i saw him there were t three women standing there and he just went horse horse plate 
So what on earth are you doing? So well, no, you can divide the population up into having a horse face or a plate face. Oh, so if I not, go, oh. if it's I look not what he'd most like to see them sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered why Lee Mack was standing in the corner of the room pointing at all the women going, whores, whores, whores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does that sometimes. When he's <laughs> drunk. Oh, if yeah. I look at you and Gareth, for example, horse borderline right. plate. Oh, no, I, no, I borderline no, you're plate? horse, you're I, horse. I'd say I'm very horse. <laughs> you know, if, if you take sort of Emma Bonton as the classic She's plate. She's plate. Yeah, and then Amy Winehouse as the classic oh, horse. Oh, you don't, you don't get much more horse than that. Well... I, I'll see your Amy Winehouse <laughs> and I'll, I'll raise you Leona Lewis. I can't oh, comment good. on that because I love Leona. I don't like being categorised in this way. I, I don't fit into people's categories. No. That was a... I'm going to... That would be a good jingle. We're gonna, <laughs> let's isolate that. <laughs> Henning Vane is, is on uh, after, after the next thing. You know Henning Vane. Do you play, do you think? Is, is he a plate or a horse? That's a good. Know. That's a good question. Well, we'll check him out when he comes yeah. in. I, I mean, he won't be hearing this, so he won't know what's going on. But no. we'll, we'll just we'll just feed our verdict into the conversation. Say, so, yeah, and it's great too. Oh, I'm a little horse. This one, <laughs> then we'll work it out from that. Absolute radio. It was the magnificent fall with Fonnell of Love and Henning Vane. He's in the building. Oh, he's not just in the building. He's in the studio. Good morning, Henning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's see straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got any uh, texts for Henning on uh, eight twelve fifteen, the German theme we don't often discuss on this. That's strange. That must be the only station in the country where that isn't discussed by the lot. Uh, yeah. Don't you mention the war frequently on this one? <laughs> um, I tell that we brought it up today. No. <laughs> Which war would we be talking about? The first victory or the second? No, I'm Frank not going <laughs> No, I was forbidden from talking about politics, so I'm not going into any of the more recent wars. No, no. Um, no. <laughs> were you forbidden or were you verboten? <laughs> I'm very good. <laughs> I, I did German at school, actually. Did you, Frank? Yeah, we didn't do French at our school because it was what they call a technical school. So the idea is we'd go and work in business, factories and stuff. So they thought German was going to be the, 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 the language of the, you know, the future. Aww, yeah, well, that might mind. still turn out to be true. <laughs> <laughs> We're holding on. This was 30 Third years ago. Third time lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you up to, Henning? Uh, I've got... Uh, first of all, I have to thank uh, Vinnie, the meat van driver, because I was out here on Golden Square, didn't know where to go. I thought, where, where is Absolute Radio? And then Vinnie knew. He said, I'll show you if you mention me on the radio. <laughs> Well, that's, that's a, deal, yeah, well, that's a yeah. deal well struck. Yeah, 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 well done, Vinny. Did you uh, get any meat out of him? Uh, well, I didn't have enough pockets, did I? <laughs> oh, that's a blow. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an opportunity missed when it comes to, <laughs> to free meat. Yeah. Mm. Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're on, t- you're on tour. <laughs> I should say that in case... If no-one's heard of any... Fact, I hate to even say that that could be true, but there could be someone tucked away in the obscure, <laughs> rustic area. Right? Could, what, what, who is Henning Vane? Well, Henning Vane is the German comedy ambassador to the United Kingdom. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's not the easiest of jobs. Uh, no, you, you've changed people's views, though, definitely. I, I should say that Henning sends me a, a monthly bulletin. <laughs> of his views on the news. Always absolutely hilarious. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, so how do you spread the word? 
Well, essentially by being a stand-up comedian and gigging loads and playing up and down the country. So uh, yesterday I was, uh, oh no, the day before yesterday, I was in Langochlan in, in North Wales. And uh, mm. only to give you an idea of how different the country, uh, the different region of the country are. There is a cash machine in Langochlan and I've got a photo to prove it. There is a cash machine in Langochlan and it goes, you can withdraw either £10, £20 as a amount. <laughs> yes, and I withdrew 50 and almost felt frivolous. <laughs> I know how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that other amount is... Was it hardly touched, that... that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was still all shiny, you know. <laughs> Got the cellophane on it like a new watch face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you never know. Maybe the people that touch it, they really do demand a fiver then. Yeah. yeah, let's not get ridiculous. A fiver will do. <laughs> I only want to buy one house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do you, uh, is it true? Do people still have a sort of a German stereotypical view? Of, hasn't that faded a bit now in the modern world? Well, I try me very hardest to make sure it doesn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but it, it, it doesn't. I mean, just open the Daily Mail and every single day the question of the Daily Mail will be something like, did the RAF save Britain from Hitler or something? So you can open the Daily Mail and, and similar papers. You can open them. Any given day, there will be loads of references to Nazi Germany. Yeah. Why is that, do you think? I think because Britain hasn't won anything since 1945. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I think... Well, if Torval and Dean are listening, they'll be outraged. Yeah. Well yeah. done, Frank. You tell him. <laughs> oh, you can see I really had to scratch around there. I was, I was frantically trying to think of something. Yeah, well, I'm not going to mention obviously, the obvious 1966. Cause that yeah, but that was a swindle. We all know that. Yeah. <gasps> well, there was, an ele- there was a grey area, I think. <laughs> in fact, Sir Jeff Hurst in his book actually said that he perhaps thinks, looking back, maybe what that ball wasn't over the line. Really? Even Sir Jeff Hurst said that. Yeah, but that's essentially just rubbing it in, isn't it? So go, oh yeah, and we won it, and it wasn't even in, and we know yeah. it wasn't in. So there is uh, not very genuine, yeah. uh, not very genuine remorse, I would say. No, that's good. He won't <laughs> even accept our apology. And that's still, how bad it's got. He's still selling himself as the man who got the hat trick in the World Cup. He, has, he hasn't said I, only, I, I know I only got two goals. He's sticking with it. So yeah, yeah, and and he's and not only that, he's taking the money off the German government. Because you remember the World Cup 2006 in the run-up, he was uh, working for German tourism. So there was a big advertising campaign based around him. And then the Sunday titled him, what was it, uh, Worst. Yes. Yeah, oh, Hurst, Worst, he, what yes. he did there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a sausage joke. <laughs> Expect there'll be more of those after these adverts. Absolute Radio. Henning Vane is our guest this morning. I might, I might, I might give him a, a, a quick burst to make him feel at home. Stand up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or else. <laughs> <laughs> So, Henning, you're on tour at the moment. Yes, uh, tour kicks off May the 10th in lovely Glasgow. And, uh, yeah, I'm touring with a German friend of mine, Otto Kuhnle. And uh, he's a typical German variety performer, so in the music hall tradition, so he can do one of his, uh, his brilliant numbers is he can yodel whilst in a headstand, oh, dressed yeah. as Excellent. a woman. So oh. that's on all. That's all the entertainment you need, Something isn't it? Something for everyone. Transvestite upside down yodeling. <laughs> yeah. Don't you feel a bit? Don't you feel you need to top that in some way? 
Well, uh, <laughs> it would be tricky, I know. It would be, yeah. I mean, how do you top yodeling for starters? I mean, I, I once uh, I can direct a cowbell orchestra. Mm. Yeah, give eight people a cowbell and then direct them to play a song. So, uh, yeah, I'll try my hardest. And but other than that is, uh, <laughs> I'd stick with a comedy, maybe. Might that be. is, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it is the thing. It's, it's two different styles. Otto brings that that German, that or oh, let's see that overseas style. Yeah. To the entertainment, and I started stand-up comedy over here in Britain seven years ago. So I've got a very, very British approach to to stand-up. So and it's the combination of the two that makes the yeah that that makes it a, a show. And uh, is the this year's show is called uh, German Humor Goes Global. Yes. Yeah, it's a bit of a mission Sh- statement. Quite a short, yeah. quite a short show, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was last year. We were doing uh, one thousand years of German humor. Right. That we had to stretch to an hour. <laughs> 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 no, and uh, so no, it's lots of dates coming up in uh, in Scotland, so, uh, up and down the countries. One in London on May the nineteenth at the Leicester Square Theatre. Okay, that's yeah. a lovely theatre. Oh, that yeah, is a lovely theatre. So, yeah. did German people come to your shows as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the Germans that live here, uh, they live over here. They they love it because it deals with the stereotypes they encounter on a day-to-day level with, I don't know, beach towels and David Hasselhoff and goose-stepping and sausage and God knows what ideas you have about Germany. And uh, Those yeah. are some of my favourite things you just mentioned <laughs> there, though, I have to say. <laughs> it's, 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 it's tough that David Hasselhoff has got kind of laid on Germany. It's because he did that massive gig, isn't it, on the Berlin yeah. Wall? Now, hang on. Now let's get one thing straight okay. here. So David, David Hasselhoff built a worldwide reputation on allegedly <laughs> being famous in Germany. He isn't, but it's his own marketing campaign. Oh, I, see. I mean, how oh. long is the wall in Berlin? How long was that? 170 miles? How wide was his stage? Maybe 10 metres? <laughs> yeah, and he played there one song on 10 metres of a 170 kilometre stretch. And based on that, he said he's a star in Germany. He isn't. But it's oh. a good story he's telling. Yeah. But if he got a gig on the Berlin Wall, he must have been known... If I'd gone yeah, but the wall there, is, you can go, uh, not because the wall isn't up. There's, uh, a bit of, there's a bit of wall left. I could still go and do ten minutes on yeah, that. So. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what he did. And on the strength of that, he went out and said that he's a big star in Germany. Oh, that's a really, so like, I should say I'm massive in Belgium or something. Yeah, but you have and to then, go there first. I have to go, go in and out. So you've, missed, you've, missed, you've missed the ingredients. Here. You, <laughs> yeah. have do, you have to go and do a gig there. Right. You haven't put the hours in like the Hoff has. If you go to the Great Wall of Brussels, <laughs> is that? I don't think that's there. Isn't it? a, oh, terrible mix-up. I, I once said up to a, a journalist, a son journalist, casually, who I, I met in a, a bar, that I was back in Germany in the World Cup final against Brazil. I said, I've always liked the Germans. I think the Germans are the closest to the English in Europe. And the next day, um, they had a picture of me, uh, one of these Photoshop pictures in the sun, in Lederhosen and the full thing, <laughs> and the headline was France Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got you to be... I'd like to make it absolutely clear that I love Germany, and we're going to hear more from uh, the s- fabulous Henning after this. <laughs> Absolute radio. Henning Vane is with us this morning. Are you going to the World Cup, Henning? No, it's too far away, isn't it? What, South Africa? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you sorry, must it's not seen... in Germany. <laughs> you must have seen those big metal things with wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they aren't flying, are they? Oh, you know they are flying. They're again, back now, they? right. They're back, You've got to yeah. keep up with the news. <laughs> <laughs> this is it when you're on tour, you start losing track, I think. <laughs> 
So, uh, I suppose you think Germany is going to win the World Cup, is that right? Well, if you ask me as the German comedy ambassador, of course we're going to win the World Cup. If you ask me as Henning Wien, not a chance in hell. Oh, really? No, I can't see it. Oh, well, that's good. That's cheered up our listeners. <laughs> yeah, you know what will happen? There'll be some penalty shootout and then Germans will be super cool yeah. and finish it off. and that'll, that'll be. You know, can, can you really see that? Well, I you know what they always say, don't you? I remember me and Dave, David Badil did a thing on uh, fantasy football where we wrote on a blackboard, off the Germans. And we've, so we've broken the rule here when they say never write off the Germans. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what people always say. So, uh, it's, it's a great reputation to have. Yeah, but if you, on the other end, we haven't won a major tournament now for 14 years, not since 96, and uh, we haven't even been to a final of a major tournament since 2008. What I loved about when the Germans won in 1996, and there weren't many things I loved about it, but um, when they went back to Germany and the, and the team was presented on the balcony in front of about 250,000 people, they sang three lines. Did they? Yeah, they sang Football's Coming Home. The oh. Germans. Yeah, because football was coming home at that moment, wasn't it? With the trophy. Yeah. So tell us more about um, <laughs> <laughs> tell us more about the uh, the show. Well, what can I say? The, um, we were travelling up and down. I don't know Glasgow, Edinburgh, do you, Lancaster. Do you like touring? Are you a man I, who likes hotels and all that stuff? Uh, yeah. If it's uh, independently run hotels, I really like. Them. Oh, you've got a, a political agenda. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone a bit Dave Gorman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I try to stay as far away from franchise places as I can, but uh, really French places, did you say? No, French. not French. <laughs> no, no, it started. No. <laughs> French type places. He definitely <laughs> said that. They've never forgiven them for that resistance movement. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I love. I mean, stand-up comedy. What is it? It's three things, isn't it? It's writing and is 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 performing and is travelling. So, and I enjoy all three aspects of it it just has to be uh reasonable what i don't like and i'm thinking you're the same is if you go in a car five hours up the motorway to a gig and then after the gig back in the car five hours back down to london so that i find horrendous but if you stay there overnight and get an idea of the area then i think it's the best job in the world well i'm um do, do you mean are you talking about groupies is that what, when you say get an idea of the area is that, is that, <laughs> is that what you're talking about i mean it's very subtly put i'm happy in the car with five hours because my car radio is tuned into absolute radio oh very good such a company very man. Bro. just a moment for that to soak in <laughs> so absolute radio i'm going to say the name again ascending ascending me to the world cup so i shall be out there so I think Paul, he's met Paul McKenna recently and he's hypnotised him into plugging all sorts of things and I think he's done Absolute Radio as well. Have you ever met Paul McKenna? I haven't. He's no. a fantastic person. <laughs> he can make <laughs> you thin. He's tremendous. He can make you thin. He could make you English. Can he make me pot belly decently? <laughs> um, well, he could, that, that'd take him, I'd say, between 40 and 45 minutes. <laughs> Have you got his number? <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of those pot bellies as well. How does that happen? Why? Because I'm a thin man, and then I've got this little bowling ball in the. <laughs> I have got no idea what it is. Mine, it sits on my belt. Like Anyone got like any a... idea? Please text in on eight twelve fifteen. My belly's like it's like a, an airbag on a dashboard. Oh. It mm. just just sits there. And do you also have that problem that 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 your 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 t-shirts or whatever they always come up, and the trousers they always s slip down. <laughs> so I'm essentially, I'm never wearing any clothes from, well, I would say from the side to, uh, well, essentially me nipples, so there's usually nothing, nothing there because it's either down or up. Yeah. 
That's uh, that's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> it because, is because you know people don't like that. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I generally speak. Well, I'm glad we've ended on a sort of middle-aged spread theme. <laughs> There'll be people sitting at home now, just pushing their breakfast plates away from them, saying, no, actually, uh, that's my appetite gone." Well, Henning, go and see Henning on on tour. And where, where's the first gig? It's on May the tenth in Glasgow. Uh, and really, it, it's a very very funny show and a very very funny man. And I've I've, I've I look forward to seeing the upside down transvestite yodel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. That was Henning. That's the morning. So I went to see uh, the Strokes, who that was, at, um, at Brixton just after they, uh, the first album. Mm. Turns out Emma, our producer, was also there, she tells me. We were just went reminiscing mm. mid track here. And uh, she got punched. Yeah, I don't know if I believe it. Do you, <laughs> well, you think she's trying to talk about it? trying to sound, sound all hard. Sound a bit street. <laughs> a bit all Vinnie Jones. I was, I was quite shocked. It doesn't seem right at the Strokes gig. Mind you, I once went to saw a band called um, Pond. Stroked, <laughs> and uh, I had a stroke. Aww. So things can always be uh, worse. A, a, a small bonfire appeared on my forehead, so people knew it was happening. <laughs> they were able to rescue me in time. <laughs> Can I just say, Frank, that Ben Jones has arrived in the next studio. Oh, yeah, Ben's there. And look at his little face. Hello, Ben. And, um, Don't encourage. He's unpacking his shopping. He's brought in a load of Sainsbury's bags. I saw a trifle coming out and all sorts. A trifle? Yeah. He doesn't look like a trifle, man, does he? Because he's, <laughs> he's got a stomach like stone. <laughs> yeah. I once lived... Um, I think I can tell... I think this is stories, all right. I, yeah. I lived with a, uh, a Chinese girl in... Um, in Coventry, there was it was it was student halls of residence, and uh, we were talking about you know if we won if we won we said the pools in those days there was no lottery. Oh yeah. And she said, I said, what would you spend your money on? And she said, trifle. She said, I, you know, I, I, I said, well, not all of it. She said, no, but I do, I do really really like trifle. She said, and in, in, you know, in China, you know, there's not much chance for it really. And uh, I said, that's brilliant. I've never heard anyone mm. say that before. And she said, no, she said, I, you know, I, I really, really like it. And, uh, you know, that'd be one of the first things I... And uh, we, we talked for probably about two and a half minutes. And it wasn't until she said that trifle broadened the mind. Oh. I realised she was saying travel. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's absolutely true, that. And, uh, you know, travel, I thought, well, that's a boring choice. But if you said, I've won the pools, where's the trifle shop? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking, how much can you spend on trifle? If you move into the sherry, I can't drink the sherry because of my... Uh, I'm not a big fan of trifle. My, my, my drinking past, I can't touch that. Oh, let's not talk about your drinking past. No. We've raised it Although now. I was reading um, In Style magazine. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Oh! Yes, Emily is the deputy editor. Are you an editor or you're an ed editress? Editress. Yeah. No, and, I'm deputy uh, editor. There's an interview with uh, Leona Lewis. Mm. Horse. And, um... <gasps> No, I'm just on about her face shape. I'm not about her. Oh, OK. Obviously, there's nothing equine about her in a bean. The headline is horse or plate. <laughs> is that the headline? Will you yeah. stop bringing my magazine into disrepute? Anyway, Leona, <laughs> we, all, we all love Leona. I mean, she's a great talent. And, she's fantastic. And she, um, she says that she doesn't drink alcohol because it tastes like hairspray. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Well, the funny thing about that is when I used to drink alcohol, I actually drank uh, hair lacquer once. You in, did not. In, in lager. Can I say, if you're listening at home, please don't do this. It's extremely dangerous. All those rushing off to do it. Yeah. It's what they call a <laughs> stiff drink. No. <laughs> but I did drink it, and um, it, it, it 
doesn't actually taste like you think it's going to. It's just extremely bitter and unpleasant. Not like you think it's going to taste. I've never really what ruminated on what it might Leona taste. Lewis, never met your casual what air spray tastes like until you've checked it out. <laughs> These young people, they come into the business... <laughs> and they know this, and they know that, and they know nothing. Absolute radio. <laughs> We've been—I've uh, been having some um, weight loss advice. Yes. I don't mean coming in through my vibrating head from mm. Paul McKenna. Obviously, he's constantly in touch with me. This is I don't want to buy that orange shirt from Topshop. <laughs> <laughs> this is from F in London. From F. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not. She work for MI6. Someone called F. From <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not. Um, Frank, a pot belly is because you eat too many sweet things. Oh, oh, is he what is he a nutritionist? Um he's a letter. I think that's an, I think that's uh, oh he is. Is he French? <laughs> I um I, that's one theory. I am I am quite worried about it cuz apparently a pot belly can give you a heart attack. Mm. If you really? if, yeah, if you if you just catch it in the mirror you're not expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is it's uh, it's starting I feel, I've never been, you know, I I'm a very thin person. You are it's actually just this tiny. You know when you see those things like a a, a python that that swallowed a goat. You see those pictures in the paper. It's completely mm. thin apart from one enormous lot. Mm. It's like it's like that. I'm really. It's not good. Lay off the goats. <laughs> um, Ian Box has texted in old wives' curtails. Ian um, Box. Old, old wives' curtails. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is this a very edited email? <laughs> um, in Japan, an old wives' tale is that if you whistle at night, your parents will die. <laughs> oh. Now, that's a superstition, isn't it? Oh, More yeah. than an old wives' tale. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think any old, old wife would take that. Li- I mean, an old Some wives' old tale wife. is like my mum used to say that if you ate the yellow bit of a pomegranate, you'd die because it's poison. Or and I used to think I don't think that the poison should be in such proximity, close proximity no. to the succulent berry. I mean, <laughs> you could easily get a bit of yellow accidentally, and then you know, then where are you? Um, Nick from Ricelip has says my mum and dad used to say you must eat bread with a fried breakfast, or else you'll be thirsty all day. That's I th- rubbish. I think that's probably true. What do you mean? It's not. Well, we'll try it after. Okay. So I'll, I'll have it with bread. You have it without. Okay. And then we have to, we'll sit in a room with no liquid and see how long we last. <laughs> That'll be worth seeing. Ben Jones is on next, oh. by the way. Where's his trifle? But stick with it. <laughs> no, I love Ben Jones. We, we pull his leg, but we pull his leg the way you pull the leg of a close friend. Exactly. There's love in the room with mm. BJ. <laughs> Let me, oh, no. Let me rephrase that. Oh, it's gone awful now. No, no. Shouldn't Bill talk. Clinton has actually just texted in. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Oh God! Anyway, um, I think I think we're near the uh, the end of the. Uh, do we near the end of the? Of the yes, uh, producer is doing like well, that thing, like a big wind up thing, and I couldn't. I, was, oh, I don't yeah. know if it, I thought it was calisthenics at first. <laughs> but no, I think it means we're running out of time. You've just she's just put a thing next to me that says stop for a minute, and I thought, well, what am I supposed to do? But that's the name of the next track. I mean, I could have made a complete fool of myself. If you're out this bank holiday weekend. Um, Enjoy yourself, but don't get, you know, drunk and, and make fun. Do something a, a bit, you know. Why not, you know, have a bit of a read, maybe a little bit of A.E. Houseman would be... Uh... Oh, <laughs> oh, the 11th hour. <sighs> well, I'm terribly sorry about that. That was, was I mean, we're one professional. There goes the Sony. Oh, I'm gonna make there. And just... I have my frock and everything. Yeah, that wasn't swearing. Anyone who half heard that. <laughs> oh, good day to you.
Absolute Radio.